It's your girl, Portia, back again with the Girl Mind Your Business podcast with my co-host, the hostess with the mostest. Ashley, I'm here. All right, all right, all right. I know it's been a minute, it's been a minute. We're going to get it together, Ashley. We're going to get it together. Well, to be fair, we have some content, but it'll just be used for fillers. So we got it. We got a plan yeah. going. We we do, we do, we do. But um, we we are going to start this month off, April, with talking about some things that we feel a lot of people struggle with, which is boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I know I struggle with it. I know, me I'm too, reclaiming, me too. reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So, Ashley, what's been going on? With you. you know, nothing, ain't nothing been going on with me except for thinking about this topic. I just, I mean, I could totally relate. I got a lot of um different things going on as far as boundaries is concerned, and um that I am working on setting. Um and I'm ready to go. Other than that, just working on uh, interpersonal goals, trying to line stuff together, raise these kids. Sometimes it be FTK, but I oh. LTK. I love the kids, so I just been focusing on raising them. And and now more so, I've been focusing on um, preparing for my little sister's wedding. So that's exciting. The baby. Oh my gosh, Ashley! You remember we used to just Pass her around like she was a little baby doll. Yep. Mm-hmm. I still think, oh, as far as boundaries is concerned, she want me to. Uh, she want me to know my boundaries because I think she my child. And I think just a little bit. Exactly, and so I think I'm her wedding planner. And sometimes I might think I'm the bride in in my decisions, but so I'm learning my own boundaries. Like. No, I you should do this. This is what you should do. Then I have to be like, mm, this ain't my way. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. And I can't even believe you want to take it on after your own wedding. That's why I want to take it on. Like, I know the do's and don'ts. Okay? <laughs> oh, well, that makes sense. Listen, every time I think about a wedding, you know, mine was small and it still stressed me out. And I'm like, I don't even want to do none of this. Like, I can't. So, but I'm so happy for Bridget. Me too. What's been going on with you? Um, nothing, nothing much. Just um, you know, with Harrison Associates, we just now got through with getting accredited, which was our first quarter goal. That was a big goal, but that was so stressful. And you know, the last time we talked. Ashley, that was a huge goal. So I'm so grateful for that. Um, I feel like it's going to take Harrison Associates to the next level. Um, But, you know, the last time we talked, I was telling you that I felt like, you know, God had put me in a place of rest. Yep. So, you know, that was the first quarter. The second quarter, I feel like I'm moving more to towards um, being strategic with my planning because. September when my children, I'm sending my girls back to school. Um, that's a big transition for us. Um, Nadia wants to go back to school to 
you know, socialize and to be around other kids. And of course, Nori has never been to school. So we're just trying to get the girls prepared to go back to school and to just get into some sports or get into some activities. So preparing for that. So this is my, I'm going to say my strategic rest because I'm not full force going back into work just yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is a lot of planning. So I'm planning for some things that are coming down the pipe for, as you know, Harrison yeah. LLC and also continuing to grow Harrison and Associates. So we got some things going on and I think we're going to get it on and popping around August when the girls go back to school, August, September, when the girls go back to school and I'm able to kind of get my attention back to my workload. So just, just doing that. But um, I want to just ask you. Probably didn't watch the game, and I'm not a big basketball uh, fan. But my daughter had got me. My daughter and my husband. You know, it's March Madness. My daughter and my husband got me looking at this team, LSU. Right, girl. So, I watched the game, but I've just been seeing the social media posts. And shout out to LSU, though. I know they won. They won. I did not watch all of the game. However, I did watch the final four. And when my daughter was watching the final four, I noticed that, and this is just, you know, me just being a visionary coach or whatever the case may be. In the final four game, the girls were making gestures with their finger pointing towards their finger as if they already had a ring on it. There was no ring. I see. But they were pointing towards it as if they had a ring. And then towards the end of the game, um, one of the players had put on Reese's finger up. She took a Sharpie in place, drew a ring on her finger. And I told my daughter, I said, they're going to win the championship. And she was like, well, how do you know? How do you know? I said, they're going to win the championship. And she said, well, how do you know? I said, let me just explain something to you about manifestation and Mm -hmm. having a vision. And Mm -hmm. I said, let me tell you something. A lot of people have ideas. A lot of people can even have a vision. I said, but the difference between these girls is that they're actually seeing it before they see it. They they actually have the feeling. That energy. That's making it just and fulfill. Yep. Yep. The energy, feelings, the belief. Yep. And then just the vision of this. Like, they were not at the final four. They were already at the championship in that moment, at the final four. Yep. In that moment, I was like, I try to tell people, like, it is so important to see a bigger picture. And to feel it as if it actually has yeah. already come to you. Yes. Because so, some people struggle with, they can see it all day and they can say it all day. But if you don't really have that, it, that confidence, that belief, all you did was just say it. Like, And you got to have some momentum behind it. And you really got to act the part. Because she was part. acting the part so much that the spectators couldn't take it. They they thought it was cocky. It was agony. They totally yeah. missed her um her confidence. You can't see me. They forgot the other girl did it completely and focused right. on her. Like that's no class. All that. But all she was doing was acting the part. So confident in her skin. And that's so important with visualizing and manifestation. 
It is. Every time I do a visionary coaching, it's like, I got a vision. I just can't. Well, first of all, do you even believe in your vision? Are you just seeing a vision? It's so much more than just having a vision. There's so many working parts to it. But these girls had it all. They had it all. In that moment of the final four, they haven't even gotten to the championship. And I could feel I could feel their energy yep. from my from there to my house. Like I told my daughter, I said, they got it. They're gonna kill yep. it. So my husband was like, but they gotta go up against a, a team that ain't lost yet. But he had some good points. He was like, but then you know, anything can happen in these games. And I was like, it don't matter because unless you're gonna win. And he said, I believe they can win too. But he was saying that South Carolina was a team that had never lost. And then Iowa was very competitive due to one of the girls on, you know, on their team, which they were talking about. Caitlin. Um, and they were talking about Reese was. Mm-hmm. So I said, so last night when they won, I told my husband, he was like, that's, you know, that's crazy. Like they, they deserve it. They deserve it. I was like, they deserve it. I said, um, we were talking about just how the teams, he was like, I just think it's crazy that he really wanted South Carolina to go up against LSU. And I said, let me tell you something about manifestation and having a vision, believing it, like work, working, I mean, basically just working the vision. The mm-hmm. universe and God are going to make a way for you yeah. to get to where you need to be. God is going to remove challenges He's going to remove the obstacles. Like, all he needs us to do is to believe. Like, yeah. all he, all we have to do is, to, like you said, act the part, be the part. That is, a, that is so much more to say, oh, I think it can happen. Yeah. When you believe, there has to be a feeling. There has to be a behavior. There has to be constant thought yeah. on a daily basis. There has to be a, 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 a picture in your head of what you see before yeah. you see it. And so they did all that. I said, I knew like they probably wouldn't even gonna go against, go up against this team or the team that everybody thought because the universe made a way for them to get to where they need to be, however it was. Yep. So I just thought that was powerful. And I was trying to tell my daughter, I said, listen, I need you to understand the importance of having a bigger picture. What you see today does not count. What do you see for three months from now, six yep. months from now, a year from now? Those are the things like today, what I see today. In my like even accreditation, let's take it for an example. I put it on my vision board. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. The month up, I was yep. so anxious, Ashley. I was like, Lord, but God said, you got this, right? But I envisioned accreditation a year ago. Mm. I I was writing it as Harrison Associates already accredited. When I talked about accreditation, I was like, you know, when we get accreditation, we're gonna be good. We're, you know, you and you have to speak it. Like yes. that's the other and, piece. They were speaking it. They were making songs. Like they were on their YouTube, YouTube and IG and stuff like that. So, you know, I just want to throw it out there because I'm just really excited about it's it's, it's and I'm like the basketball fan. Yeah, and I think it's interesting to see. Um, some people don't realize where manifestate like how um because we talk about basketball and we talk about um these young girls and and their confidence but people saying that is like oh they just excited or they just co- competitive but they not really seeing like that's like visual visualization and manifestation so i would just i would just challenge anybody listening to us today um when this come out to look around you and even think about some of the things in your life 
whether good or bad, if you manifest, you know, if you have spoken, even if you had that energy, even if it was something negative, because then you could turn that around and say, I mean, you have nothing to lose. If you manifested something negative and you had that, that fear, that anger toward it, um, then you can and pinpoint that and find that trigger. You could turn that same energy around trying to manifest something small um, and see how that goes. Right. It's all around us. A lot of things we have attracted in our lives by the feeling we put to it, to our thoughts. And, um, and like, that's something to instill in our kids early. Like, um, yes. yeah, I, sometimes I tell Katie on the way to school, like expect something great. Like, Think about something yeah. that you want to happen and then come back and tell me if it happened or not. Um, just expect right. something great. And, but but you have to believe in it. You have to be excited about what's coming and visualize something specific and then let me know if it happened or not. Just trying to teach him early instead of focusing on the negative. So, right. And I, they can't see you, Angel Rick. No. Hey, you, Listen, I'm definitely can Ashley but you are so right about that and for you know listen let me let me just say this the right way or just not it may not even be the right way I don't know it's my podcast so uh, I don't care if it's the right way or not for all you Christian folk who you know think manifestation or whatever the case may be maybe not Christian like or whatever the case and it is it's just a play on words so let me just put it in your terminology God will give you the desires of your heart Right. Mm. So, yes. Everybody who feel a seat at the church, who feel like they may not be God ain't doing this, or even if you don't feel a seat, whatever the case may be, just remember God will give you the desires of your heart. So check your heart check. posture. Check, 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 check your heart, heart posture. Um, check, make sure that because God, whether it's good, bad, or in between, God will give you what you desire. And a lot of that times, the desire comes from your everyday thoughts i'm poor i can't afford this i can't do yep. this or i'm not strong enough to do this i don't have the uh, resources to do this god will give you everything you speak he says it in his word life and death lies in your tongue that is your word yep and and just to harp on that even further um the bible also say write the vision and make a plan we already make you have to write the you have to visualize to write the vision and then you have to um you can in a literal sense write it affirm it make it plain be specific and then also and this is something that i did um in college and also when i was trying to have my um kids and, and anytime i felt um just grieved about something the bible also say don't be anxious for nothing and and i'm not quoting the word for word but in all things, right. prayer and supplication, make your request known yes, to no. him. Mm-hmm. So you have to write it down. You have to see it. And then even further, the Bible say whatever is, and, and I think we said this before, but it's so important. He says whatever right. is true or whatever is lovely, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on those things. So you have to think about yeah. the good. So that it can keep attracting good in your life. I mean, it, it don't mean nothing bad is gonna happen, you know, gonna come your way. But if you're focusing on good stuff, you're just gonna get good, you're just gonna get blessings. You're gonna reap the harvest, especially mm-hmm. like you said, been in rest, 
Now you're in strategic planning. All you're doing is harvesting. So in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, you can start reaping. It's all visualization. It's all manifestation. It is. It is. But, you know, the other piece of the, the pie that I love the most about Habakkuk, too, is that he said, write it, make it plain. And then he said, run with it. Run with it. We forget that piece because you can write it yep. and make it plain. But are you running with what you now? Yeah. Like, are you working? Are you are you working the plan? Yeah. That's yeah. the other piece. I that is the most important piece is run with it. You run. know what I'm saying? So you know, God is good. God is good. I love that. I love that. But let let's just go ahead and get into the boundaries piece of this. Like, let's 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 finish them off, Ash. Let's finish them off. Listen, so, if you got a vision and make a plan and run with it, you're going to need to set some boundaries. Boundaries are, you know what? Boundaries are very important when it comes to vision, staying mm -hmm. the course, and um, being successful, you know, in anything that you do. Yep. I but hit, you know uh, what I... Go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I had read something and um, it was like five boundaries um, that we should set for ourselves. Physical boundaries, time boundaries, conversational boundaries, uh -huh. relationship boundaries, and personal boundaries. So with that, which, what, what are your thoughts? Well, you know what I always tell people is that you struggle with boundaries with other people because you first lack boundaries within yourself mm. and so when you say that people have to have boundaries in all those areas this is true because if you can't find the boundaries within yourself or you know let's use another word too that some people may be used to is discipline boundaries yeah. is another form of discipline you know it's just two different words um so finding those boundaries in those areas are very crucial in order for you to get to where you need to be in life, right? Yep. So I, def I definitely can agree, for sure. Yep. Um, so, when I, so when you say that, what does it look like in those areas? Like Wait. what does boundaries look like in those areas? I'm a bounce. I'm a, it's five. I'm going to just tell you it's short sentences. Feels Physical boundaries, the boundaries we set for ourselves to ensure physical safety and proximity, including boundaries surrounding sexuality, where and when we go places, and what we are comfortable with physically from others. Thoughts? <clears throat> well, I think physical boundaries can be a lot of things. Okay. It can be our environment, mm -hmm. our physical environment, the, the, if we go into relationships, it's kind of like what we call soul ties, mm -hmm. right? Those sexual intercourses, those, mm -hmm. you know, to be honest, and you know, what is my part? Period. Period. Okay, so, you know, this podcast, Ash, we can say what we want to say. <laughs> you know, everybody can't lay their hands on me when it comes to praying, or, you know, like, really I think really like don't like like when I think about my physical piece it's just 
one, my health, yeah, my 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 physical health, my am I taking care of my body? Am yep. I you know dieting right? All of those things are boundaries that you have 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 to have within yourself because yep. you're not physical physically well, and that's something I've been trying to really work on this season because I do not feel like, and we talked about this in the first podcast, just really trying to get my physical health in order um, so that I can be successful in the long term, you know, that is being able to sustain. Exactly. But a lot of people don't have boundaries on their food. They don't have boundaries on what they eat. They don't have boundaries on how much they sleep. They don't have boundaries on exactly what I'm like, saying. Just, you know, that's, how many people they have intercourse with, like, yep. and that is so, it's just a lack of boundaries there. And self-awareness, because um, that's something that I'm working on too. So actually in this month, I'm trying to do a couple different um, fasting techniques, physically and spiritually, but um, it's important because lack of sleep, of course, is going to make you irritable and that's going to make yes. you, it's going to keep you sluggish. So you're not you're not performing at your highest level because you're tired and all you want to do is sleep, and or you irritated so you got brain fog you're not thinking clear, and then um, what we're putting in our body is just um, you know if we don't have any boundaries with that we creating generational illnesses especially on the black community high blood pressure now, now you got a headache you know what I'm saying your head is, is that pain. part it, so you know and we don't realize this stuff affects the people around us and careers and, you know, uh, all kinds of interpersonal relationships. So being self-aware of that, like you said, it starts within yourself. Partners, I um, <sighs> do not want to toot our horns, Portia, but I do want to, um, well, shit, it, like what you say, we say we want. I want It's, it is, perfectly um no it's definitely a thing to have soul ties and you got to be self-aware because if you're giving your body and you're sleeping with all these people and you're connecting to their souls and all that negative baggage and you're carrying that and that like that's important and not to toot our own horns but we haven't some you know we haven't we have gained awareness that's what i'm gonna say we have gained awareness um Instead of trying to say what we did or didn't do, we didn't gain awareness on that situation. But that's important because you don't realize how heavy that people don't realize how heavy that is on them. And they seeking something that's just not happening, especially when you just land with Tom, Dick and Harry or you know that part yes I'm, I'm big on that physical that feels like I, sometimes i don't even want people touching me no we cannot hold hands doing prayer i'm sorry i gotta go on those yes, um, so i'm not being <laughs> funny because my discernment and vibes like no you the energy is all i don't even want you no transference because i'm you know me as i do reiki i i believe in transference by touch it so, is true and you have to even be careful what you perceive from people in the yes. form of advice or God said or I just want you to know sometimes it's not even even that because they're getting into you know, you know sometimes it's not good energy coming out of their mouth pouring into you but you could take it and receive it so yeah. I think having a discernment 
Right. And then physical environment. I, I'm really big on where I go. You know, Ashley, I ain't never really been no club person or no. And not saying there's anything wrong with that, but you just got to mm-hmm. know where you thrive. Mm-hmm. My environment to thrive is more so, you know, lounge. But, you know, every everybody is different. Mm-hmm. Where do you thrive? Or, you know, some people are so addicted to partying and being in these environments that they don't they don't have a boundary to where okay this is just a good time one time a month they're in these environments all day every day and then speaking of environments what is your home environment like because that is a space where you are 24 7 just about or majority of i won't say 24 7 but majority of your time like, what is your home environment? Because that's your first physical yes. environment. That is big. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just, just making sure that, one, just clearing your space and making sure some people thrive in different settings. But for me, I don't thrive well when my house is dirty. I don't thrive well when clutter is all over the place. Mm-hmm. I, shoot, I don't thrive well when certain people are in my environment. I'm not, I'm, I'm just being that honest. Part. No, that's a so, that's a real thing. You know, so that's that's key. So, you know, and it's so funny that we're on boundaries because in this season, God gave me a word, like right at the end of I went to the beach and was on on the balcony watching girl. It was the most peaceful. Oh my gosh. It was just a, you know, I've seen it before and just different countries, the sunset over the beach. But for some reason, this was totally different. But God just laid on my heart. He was like, in this season, you will have to guard your eyes, your ears, your mouth, and your mind. And I'm like, well, God, you want me to be by myself this season? I just don't understand. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of guarding. You know what I'm saying? But well, that- just that guard, it's just like you're gonna have to put some boundaries on some stuff. Yeah. You're gonna have to put some boundaries on, like you said, conversations. Like yes, let's go to that one next. That goes back to us talking about LSU and just the conversations they were having amongst each other. They all had the same vision. That goes back to the physical environment. Who is in your physical environment? What people are you placing strategically around you? Like, I got a small circle. That's my immediate family. But who comes after that? Because they're strategically placed. It's not everybody. I don't care what your title is in my family. Everybody can't be around me in in, in a close proximity when it comes to what I have going on. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. that goes back into physical environment and then conversations. Because people that I have around me have the same vision as me, have the same motivation as me, have the same discipline as me. We're on the same track mindset-wise. And so the conversations that we have, when I tell you, Ashley, I'm thinking about this master plan. Ashley is saying, you got it. Okay, where can I help? Or Ash is saying, I got this master plan. I'm saying, let's go. Let's get it. But some of y'all are having conversations that's going, I got this master plan. And the other person saying, you're doing too much. Yes. You need to sit down somewhere. Why? You need to sit down somewhere. Y'all doing too much. Why you got to do all of that? 
And so y'all are not guarding your conversations because now instead of you didn't one where the boundaries start within yourself is that you don't trust yourself. Mm. Right? Yep. Your boundary mm-hmm. is with yourself is that regardless of what people say, I believe in me. Yes. And I have a boundary on who can come into my life to speak things over me. Yes. You got to have that for yourself. Regardless of what other people say, it cannot affect what you already believe for yourself. So when you lack that that internal boundary to be able to do those things for yourself, you allow people to come in. And when they say you're doing too much, you start questioning the way it is a lot. And then you didn't talk yourself all the way out of that whole idea that could be a million dollar plan. Yep. So you're not guarding your conversations because one... You don't have a boundary on what conversations need to look like for you in this particular season of your life. Exactly, because you, you that's somebody you don't need to let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Everybody can is doing. part of that. They Everybody gonna, can be a part. They're going to only have to see what I, you read when you read it. And I know conversations that I can have with particular people. I know conversations that I keep from particular people. You yeah. just going to see it when it blow up. You're yes. just going to see it when it comes to, to the light. I'm not having this conversation with everybody. And so you have to guard that piece and have that boundary, that personal boundary where you can say, this per- person can go, this person cannot. This person yep. here, this person cannot. And that's okay. Don't be so, I got to tell everybody or I feel bad because I ain't let this friend in, but I let this friend in. Everybody, there are levels in relationships. I don't care if it's your mama, your cousin, your brother, your sister, even your children. It's some things that yes. you can get one child that you can't give another child, yes. and that's mm-hmm. okay. Some of y'all are so stuck on this. It got to be equal. It got to be life is not fair. I hate when people say let's make it fair. There, there, there is fairness where fairness needs to go when it comes to equality. Yep. However. Some of y'all are taking that fairness out of context and you're trying to apply to every area of your life. And that's just not, you know, that's not beneficial. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Everybody should be treated fairly on a, like a global level, but when (laughs) it comes to friendships, no, we cool. We not, but this friend can't get this like, and they don't even have the same conversation. Like, Know, this this is a check in friendship, but this is a I need to check in friendship. Yeah, yeah. if you get the difference, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So guarding those conversations, Ashley, is going to be crucial. Yes. And if you don't follow those, if you don't guard the conversations, if you do not take heed, it, in simplest terms, uh, when my daddy was raising me, he said is. Expectations and consequences, and you expected to do this and do this. And if you don't do this and do this, these are your consequences. So when you when you don't when you set rules for yourselves and boundaries, but you don't apply them, and you go back to tell that person your plan, and they doubt you, and then you accept the doubt. That's your consequence. And like you said, now you've missed out on the million dollar plan that you had set forth for yourself. <clears throat> I would never forget this. I would never forget this. Um, I was um, a freshman or a sophomore in college, 
And I wanted to do, um, I liked what my daddy was doing. He was an outreach worker, was similar to a probation officer, similar to something in the social work field. But but that field would, had not blown up yet. So he was mm-hmm. like a at-risk youth counselor. And he would go in and put the um, house arrest bans on the um, on the at-risk youth and then counsel them. Then he would come back. He would have to do notes. I mean, but the field itself just wasn't, had not grown. And he worked right. his own hours. And I remember saying, like, I'm in the wrong field. I want to do what you're doing. And he was like, mm-mm. They don't make no money. It ain't no money in that. He was like, no, you need to stick what you're doing. Go to school, get your bachelor's, and then do this. And I'm like, but it seems like you're making a, like you're making uh, progress. Right. The kids right. come to this day. He's been out of that. He's been out of that for um 10 years, over about 15 years. Grown men come to me today and tell me what impact he had on them, either how they, um, took what he told them and changed their lives or just something he said stuck with them why he was counseling them. The field has blown up since then. And, but because I listened to him and this, this is my daddy. This is somebody I felt, felt like can still give wise counsel, but I was not aware. I didn't have any rules for myself, any boundaries. If that's something that I seen for myself, the flex time, making a difference, you know, it, it seemed easy and it was, it was, he was passionate about it. And I was passionate about, um, I'm passionate about things like that. And so, but I took that doubt and um, just to be really blunt, the, it was consequences behind that because I stuck to something mm-hmm. I didn't really have a passion about and I end up not doing anything in those settings. So I had to re reinvent myself. I have been reinventing myself in the things right. that I like to do and trying to um to hone in on those skills. But that's just the point of the conversation, the point of that example is that's a being oh. self-aware and set rules and boundaries of who to talk to um yeah. in the moment I would not have received that doubt and and let that plan go now he's saying they didn't make no money and so we all know social work and mental health is really big Girl, out here. <laughs> do you know speaking of that we probably even had a conversation with your daddy because I remember some of that because you know in my sophomore year that's when I changed oh because I went to school for pharmacy yeah and everybody was saying you're going to go from making six figures to, to work in social work. Like you're going to be a social worker. Like that makes totally no money. Like, you know, yep. and I, you know, it was the opposite. I wasn't really even focused on the money. I just realized, I just knew that I was not going to be an informant. <laughs> not going to be a pharmacist. I could not. They ain't going to work. I hate going to work. And I just kept telling myself, well, shoot, it ain't enough money to keep paying me to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then I, you know, the courses were hard and I'm just like, it's just, it wasn't clicking. And so when I decided I wanted to do do the social work, I was getting the same backlash. Like you ain't going to make no money. And to this day, like ever since I've been out of school, I'm like, I don't know what kind of social workers they were, but I, always look, made a look, decent this, this is so important with the topic of discussion because where was most of your stuff coming from boundaries people we boundaries. were close 
close to in our close proximity. I mean, nothing against yep. them, but that's just where they were. You know, that's just where they were right. at, at the time. But that's important now. Now that we know, this is why you can help somebody. So let's pause on that because what about families, families, friendships, and those type of boundaries? What do you want to? How do you want to expand on that? Girl, I don't even know. Oh, it's so much. So this is what I tell people because boundaries, I feel like people struggle with boundaries with family, right? It's it's the worst. I'm going to be honest. It is the most toxic relationships that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm doing counseling or I'm doing some coaching and a lot of people are stuck when it comes to this family piece. Mm -hmm. And so what I tell people, I'm not going to tell you how you should interact with family. I'm not going to tell you what you should and should not do with your family. But this is a formula that I give people when it comes to them trying to identify if the boundary is healthy or not. I'll tell them whatever the situation is and whatever you're trying to put in place or whatever boundary you're trying to implement, take the title off. Okay. If I, I got this poor relationship with my mom and I'm struggling with this. I take the title off. Take the title of mother off. Now look at the relationship. Is it reciprocated? Is it somebody, if she was your, not your mom, would you be doing this back and forth with? Right. Let's work on this facts over feelings. If the fact remains that she's negative, she's this, she can't pour into this, she can't do it, your mother can't get X, Y, and Z from you. Mm. And you shouldn't feel guilty about it. Y'all feel guilty because this is my mom. This is my son. This is my brother. This is my cousin. This Listen, take the titles off. And when you take the titles off, you can see clearly. A lot of y'all are so blindsided by titles. Mm -hmm. Take the title off and then look at the situation. Mm -hmm. Then make a decision. Take your feelings out of it. I know you love this person. Just because you put a boundary in place don't mean you don't love that person. And I always say that people who love you back will respect any boundary because they know it's good for you and good for y'all and as a relationship. Yep. <clears throat> and anybody who can't respect a boundary that you're putting in place may need to be questioned in the first place, okay? Mm -hmm. That part. I would never forget like Probably last year, sometime, you know, me, Ashley, I've always been the friend who pours, right? Mm -hmm. And pours. And I took a break from pouring last mm -hmm. year. And I, you know, let everybody know I'm going off social media. I need time to myself. I need to reconnect with my in immediate family. I can't just keep giving out, giving out, giving out. All of my friends were receptive. I was like, Porsche, you done done this for so long. Like you've been, you know, like take your time. And then that's when they start checking in on me, checking in on me. And that's what I'm saying. But nobody felt bad because I said, I can't be a listening ear this season. Yeah. I can't give advice in this season. They were able to reciprocate that for me. Mm -hmm. And anybody, it was a few that still tried it. And that's when they got cut off. Like <laughs> you're not hearing me. And you're not respecting me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So when it comes to that, you got to figure out what the reciprocation is. And don't feel don't feel responsible for how people accept your no. Mm -hmm. If they get mad, okay. And no is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so 
It goes back into the next one where we could talk about is time. Some of y'all <laughs> overcommit. You know, I was in a coaching session, love it or death. I was like, well, why, you know, why do we get off? Why do you get off schedule? If you have a schedule, why do sometimes you get off schedule? And I was able to answer the question, which I said, it's mostly probably because somebody has actually do something. So you didn't stop doing, you didn't stop your plans to go help somebody else to do X, Y, and Z. Instead of you saying, no, I can't do this and sticking to your schedule. If you mm-hmm. have a schedule or if you have boundaries with your time, that means there is not a lot of flexibility for you to say yes to other people. Because if when you're saying yes to other people, remember that you're 90% of the time saying no to yourself. Girl, that's something that I am struggling with. <laughs> and But it has its consequences. So this is really good because... Um, my work-life balance is to to is all over the place. It's hectic. It is not organized, and it is um, areas of my life are suffering because of it. Um, when I get off work, I have to get my kids from two different places. It's never a set boundary because it's family, and I right. um, you you love them, and we're talking to them, and. I like I gotta de- dedicate this time to you, dedicate this time to you. And then when I and when I pick up my second son, I'm actually at my parents' house. Love them to death. Love them. At first it was first it was a no-brainer because my daddy was rehabbing. Um, but mm-hmm. but now at a very stable place, you know, I don't have to spend as much time, but I but I do. So this is discipline that I need to learn for myself. Here's why it's important that I'm being um, transparent. Transparent. When I home, I still have to. Um, if if Dominique is not cooked about dinner, then I'm trying to figure out what we eat, what we're doing. It's late. Laundry is not done. Katie did not do his homework at my mama's house. Like all of this, and now I'm getting irritated. He getting my husband is getting irritated. But now we got the baby in the mix. The laundry mm-hmm. still, we eating takeout, so that's fast. It's not good. It's just and and then we're going to sleep. We're still not getting a good amount of sleep. We still not making time for ourselves. So what I'm learning is um, to try to create a schedule, stick to it, and stick to my boundaries. And sometimes it's so hard. If I leave, they be like, "Why are you leaving? You leave. You leave so early." But- the, the other piece I was gonna say to that because I've I've been there, and and one thing I do I I feel guilty because I love on people a lot. You know me, Ashley, like a lot. So what I would suggest maybe is that you have a conversation with your family so that it doesn't look like why are you leaving when they already know Ashley's overworked at home. Like if they don't know that other piece, I feel like we should give them some insight onto why we're doing what we're doing. So we don't, because I've already communicated. It's one thing when you're trying to do things subconsciously or internally, and then you're trying to implement those boundaries and the guilt come up. But to be honest, I think people are receptive or, you know, at this point, if you realize that I got a whole child at home and I'm really struggling to get my son's homework and all of this and schoolwork, and you can't understand that, that makes it real easy for me to cut conversations. Now, now you this is very questionable of how selfish that would be yeah but on the other hand if you you know say i'm realizing that my time is limited and i'm doing a whole lot of so if i'm leaving early it's because i have things to do 
and you know just really sitting down having that conversation and then maybe setting up well Saturdays I'll just be over here because yeah. I'm not really you know setting out that time that, being intentional with your time means everything is allocated so I know I got to spend time with family I know I need to give my family that time mm-hmm. what does it look like I like to host dinners and be like, come over. I'm in a good space. Here it is. Because I can go a long period of time without any interaction, right? Mm-hmm. I'm at that place where I'm just becoming a homebody. And sometimes I realize it's, all right, Portia, you ain't seen such and such. Yep. You know, um, so just being intentional with your time. And so whenever you're cutting that short, at least they'll know. So I would encourage you to you know just have that conversation like look going forward you're not gonna i'm not gonna be able to stay up here long because my laundry is backed up katie is behind on his schoolwork and i just need y'all to understand that i have this is my family too this is my family me not talking to y'all for three hours is not a lack of love for that i have for you it's uh obligations that i have to give my immediate family and I know, you know, most people should understand that. If not, yeah. then it just, you know, to me, it just makes it real easy for me to be like, now that's just selfish. <laughs> yeah, you actually, beat me at the door. No. <laughs> right. Well, that's not bad to say. Say, can yeah. we come up with a system? Because I'm really trying to get ahead on certain things. So can you just have him ready at the door? I'm on my way. I'll be there in five minutes. Leave the car running. <laughs> Don't, girl, that's going to be your key because I know Lisa or you don't like to waste the day. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely can understand that. But, you know, just getting to the point where, again, if, if you say no, what are your, and that's the other thing. What are, goes back to vision and goals. What goals do you have for yourself? You saying yes to an hour conversation means you're saying no to your son's homework. Mm-hmm. Like if you really just start putting it into or oh, no to clean clothes for my family, like mm-hmm. that starts to make decisions really easy to make. If you really start looking at it on again a bigger picture and understanding that whenever you say yes to other people, you're saying no to you and your goals. And that's yes, that is a point. All right. Now let let's touch on one last thing. Um, what about boundaries in friendships or associateships? How I do you think we hit on all of it? You do? It, it, I just think it goes back to um it goes back to the environment that you're in. It goes back to physical touching intercourse and things of that nature it goes back to conversation like all of this ties into relationships right and then it goes back into us talking about the levels and i want to say this one for the next um podcast when we go a little bit deeper because i feel like we can take this a little bit deeper when we talk about toxic loyalty Okay, that's that's what I meant. Okay, go ahead. That's true. All right, so, so that's deep for conversation. That's a whole topic in itself with boundaries. So we're gonna go there because this one I want to tap onto just really quickly is boundaries with your finances. Okay, 
being being intentional because what did you say ashley you was i said um and it made me think about it i think because you you know you and lisa you and lisa um y'all don't play about that gas money and saving and things of that nature yep um so you know i just want everybody to understand the importance of boundaries with your finances and what does that look like that looks like being intentional with your spending being intentional with the budget everybody you know yes you can ball on the budget like it's okay like some of y'all you know i feel like i can go on and on about the financial piece but at the end of the day is knowing going back to what are your financial goals i don't have it to do this i don't have it to do that okay well what what plans are you making like what sacrifices are you making boundaries with money come with sacrifice and a lot of things that you know may have been your norm but may not be a need in this yep. season that may not be taking you to the next level okay i like to eat star drink starbucks every day okay well that's about 200 dollars a month yeah. and <laughs> yes i'm trying i mean i'm just being honest and that 200 dollars can go to a debt or something of yep. that nature you know because i feel like finances have people in a chokehold yes it did a lot and, and that that's will because ruin boundaries. this will ruin a relationship a friendship it will ruin so much <laughs> with that oh my god oh my god boundaries in relationships and finances <laughs> girl, yes, girl. yes listen 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 linda <laughs> like a little girl say listen linda you're not listening listen i don't play when it comes to the finances um but i do i feel like boundaries will have you in a chokehold in uh i mean your lack of boundaries and your finances will have you in a chokehold when it comes to you to one the control that people will have over you debt collectors irs like all of these financial institutions friends like if you money you borrowed money and you didn't pay them back or nation or you lost you lend you you loaned out money that you did not have to lend mm -hmm. so again having boundaries with your money knowing what's going out what's coming in how you spending it and where where it needs to be allocated every month so that you're in control of your life because finances play a huge part in it and now I, I think people lack that piece when they talk about boundaries they forget about boundaries with that so what would you suggest somebody on a um just a basic to start somebody listening down and saying she is so right and i don't have no boundaries with my spending what are just three top suggestions for for setting boundaries of spending First of all, necessities over everything, over wants, whatever the case may be. And most of the thing, most of the people who say that are overspending in some area of their life. Mm -hmm. That could be mm -hmm. cut back. Get a budget. Increase your income. A lot of y'all got a lot of extra time. Whether it be, uh, well, I want to say this as normal as i can because you know me i work 24 7 and that's not healthy um but i do feel like you only work eight out you know eight hours a week and if if you're lacking financially you may need to pick up a day or two mm. right 
would hear people say, well, I got to spend that time with my kids. Most of the time your kids are not in, you're not spending time. Yeah. I'm being mm-hmm. honest. You know, you're watching TV, you're laying on the couch, you're doing mm-hmm. something. And to be honest, there's so many things out there that you can do that you don't even really have to physically show up for in the workplace these days. Mm-hmm. You know, you can door dash, put your kids in the back of the car. I don't know how that works, yeah. but I'm just saying, I've seen it done. And then I feel like understanding that if you're in survivor mode, you're choose your heart, right? Yep. Are you are you gonna be homeless with two kids, or are you gonna work two jobs with two kids? Yeah, I mean that's just what it is. That's just the way I looked at things when I was working four jobs. Yes, I missed a lot of time. Thank God I had a village to pull up, which was AKA my husband, baby daddy back then. Um, and he was doing the same thing. And we were not able to probably spend as much time with our children, but I understood that I needed to feed my child. I needed to clothe her. I need like those things were, you know, it goes back to, you know, the basic need, the hierarchy of basic needs, like quality time really doesn't come in into the third tier because I have to secure housing. I have to secure um, clothes. I have to secure, you know, those basic needs for my child. So that looks like a lack of time. And to be honest, you're not working 24-7. So even if you say, okay, I'm going to work a, you know, get up in the morning, work an earlier shift or a later shift while my children are asleep. Sometimes you have to yeah. improvise. You do. You have that to nature get up and, and or take turns with your spouse or people mm-hmm. who are willing to help you out. So I'm going to say budget. And if you feel like you can't work another job, you will have to cut back on a lot of things. And your necessities need to be very, very bare minimum. Yeah. And people think that that's a problem, but really, you setting yourself up. You just pulling yourself out of a rut. It is And you know, that's the conversation I've had. And one of my coaches says it doesn't have to be long term. Like I'm saying, like go hard for three to six months. That's not a significant amount of time in your child's life. But three to to a year, but it makes significant um, help you make significant progress in setting up yourself financially. Yeah. If you put in the, if you put in the limit my spending budget and, you know, I'm beyond, actually, I still live on the same salary. Matter of fact, my salary is even smaller now that I, not my salary, but my spending and the way that I, my means of living is way smaller than it was back then when I was not even making nowhere near what I make now. And most of my, my money goes into one investments, debt, and, you know, a giving. But my wants and stuff, I'm probably limited to $300 a week. And that's mm-hmm. most people who make nowhere is what their normal is. Like, so I don't do a lot of spending on wants. And mm-hmm. one thing that I've cut back and I said, because I'm good for going to Marshall's <laughs> and Ross's. But I also like my high-end clothes on occasion mm-hmm. or pocketbooks or whatever the case may be. So what I did, I made a vow to myself. I'm like, I'm going to put more value into quality instead mm-hmm. of quantity. Because I do get a lot, like I go in my closet and it's just a lot of things that have, have tags on. So I've given a lot of things away, right? Mm-hmm. So 
I'm, I'm really focused on it may cost me a lot more. That means I have to save a little bit more or not mm-hmm. end throughout the you know course of two or three months so that I can get this higher end, higher quality. But mm-hmm. I'm only going to focus on buying things that I love. And then if you notice that piece too, you know, you'll cut back on a lot of spending because a lot of times we just buy out of impulse. Yes. Yep. yep. And, and you know, attached with that too. That we should touch on that. And, and, conven- and we buy out of convenience too. I'm I'm a real <laughs> convenient shop. Like I'll, I'll yes, shop if you said like, deal, you cannot buy past it. Yep. Right. So, and you know, like I said, we we hit up the restaurants and the fast food restaurants, or whatever the case may be, out of convenience. Make us, you know, take an hour out of your time on Sundays and make a lunch. Yes. Prepare, you know, something small like pack your lunch. So those would be my things. But boundaries on your finances are important. I feel like that's just you know lost in the sauce sometimes. Budget. Oh no, for sure. And. And it affects every, it affects all the other um, boundary pieces that we talked about. I mean, not having boundaries will have you um, slave to the work, to to a nine to five. And you still not oh, making no money yeah. you know, or not taking the hour and um, honing in on your skills that could possibly start something um, for sure. you. And, and, Listen, yep. or, or you not, know, we can go all day on it. <laughs> or um not like you said um saying say that again because this is good saying no um saying yes to somebody else or something else is saying no to your goals so setting those rules for yourself and and not having boundaries especially with your finances could cost you way more than time with your relationships it, with your family it could cost you your family um, it could cost you your family and it could cost lack of financial boundaries can cost you a lifetime of trying to fix financial mismatch. Mm-hmm. Like it could cost you a, a long issue of your life trying to fix mistakes that you made financially. And the other mm-hmm. piece of it, actually, it goes back into generational wealth or poverty. Mm-hmm. But because your financial decisions, if you have seeds children they're they're gonna reap like if you pass away they're gonna have to deal with your financial some of your financial obligations that you left behind because you didn't or you can set them up so that they don't struggle or have to go through that piece like that financial piece it could it could follow generations oh it really can like it's a little bit scary it is scary um I know somebody whose family, um, whose whose uh, extended family, they um, come from not having much. So when they have attained, they have a hard time distributing or even taking care of themselves. So they don't believe in like um, buying new cars. They just believe in buying working cars. Like they don't believe in in buying a good, reliable car. Um, they don't want you to spend money but then when it's time to do something like travel or like nobody has a reliable car that you could travel so then then they go into where you have to rent a car or see if somebody got a Mm -hmm. car and then that's more money and then they don't want to spend um this is our basic level conversation but it's really deep (laughs) like then they don't want to spend the money on 
the rental car. So it's just like all of this breakdown and, you know, but it's just generational thing because you have set yourself. First off, you don't believe you can have. So when you have right. have it's a poverty mind, it starts with that's a, a poverty mindset. mindset. A poverty mindset. And then unfortunately it goes back to God will give you the desires of your heart. So you already have a impoverished heart mm-hmm. or you know, impoverished heart, and you're 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 already have that mindset that you can't have. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is so much deeper than it does like wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Hmm. anybody set rules for yourself in those areas and really trying to apply boundaries and then really first including myself it really starts with a conversation and like you said those who do not respect it you know it should really make it easier to keep to the boundaries that you're setting forth for yourself but you know what Ash I'm going to take it a step further too have a conversation with yourself first because Mm -hmm. the boundaries go with yourself Figure mm-hmm. out what you want when it comes to other people. You can even do a chart of, you know, relationships or whatever the case may be, or just at, figure out what your bigger life goal is or what, your, what, what you want to achieve in the next. And what does that look like? What do you have to do first? Then if you feel like some people, some things, some places, some activities, some behaviors are not aligning, mm-hmm. then that's when you have a conversation. But I do think you have to have a, have a conversation with yourself first because you've got to figure out where you're going so that you can lead people on the path or off the path. On the path or off right? the path. So, so like I said, Ashley, I'm thinking about doing this. I know that you could be on my path. But then I'm like, I've had this conversation in the past with these particular people. I'm not even it's off the path. You're just mm-hmm. like an extended, you know, branch, mm-hmm. a very, very, you're not, you know, in my trunk of mm-hmm. my tree. Mm-hmm. You're an extended limb, not even a branch. You are, you know, the limb <laughs> might be even a leaf that will fall. <laughs> You might be even the leaf that is hanging Look, on in the season. You know, that's like, like the tree. You got your trunk. You got your branches. Then you got your little limbs. Then you got the, the leaf. leaf. The yeah. leaf falls in the summer. I mean, the leaf falls in the wintertime. You know what I'm saying? And then new ones come. So identify who your leaves are. Identify who your limbs are. Identify who your branches are. And you're the trunk of the tree or you're the root i don't shoot Ooh. it's so many parts to a tree i might have to do this exercise for myself just looking at the tree the like that. just don't be the leaf ash we're gonna leave off on this because i said it you are not responsible for other people's reaction to your nose but on the flip side be receptive to people's nose when oh, somebody yeah. tell you no don't take it personal. Yes. Like, stop. I wish people would just like, I try my best when somebody tell me no, but like, this has nothing to do with me. I respect it. Whatever it is, it's just not for you. Somebody yeah. knows me. This is just not for you. And yeah. just learn how to be okay with that. But some of y'all, that's a, I feel like all of these are topics that we could just expound on mm-hmm. more. But I'm just going to leave y'all with that. Don't take nobody else's no personal. That is something that we can expand on later because we need to dig in why we take people's nose personal. 
right. So yep. we got some we got some good gems coming up for y'all. So, but Ashley, I think we just we didn't gave them a lot today. I think we need to take a little break, let them process, let them get their lives together, and we're gonna, you know, put the little bandaid on it and say, you know, you got this. Yep. Set them up. Set your rules. Set your expectations. Discipline yourself to um, keep within your boundaries. All right. So we are heading out. This has been another episode of Girl Mind Your Business. And we hope to see y'all later. We're out. I'm excited. I love you, girl. Talk to you later. See ya. <laughs>